People think they have to believe to be saved. But I've preached over and over and over if you read the next two or three verses. But this is the condemnation. In other words, the blood was effectual and efficient to save every man that was ever born. But there was a condition or a judgment placed upon it. And that was the blood is sufficient as long as you walk in the light as he is in the light. This is the condemnation that light has come into the world. And a portion of the people will not bring their deeds to the light to be judged. In other words, there is a revelation in this hour that the blood or there's life in and everything else, the blood is not there. You say, well, I'm in Pentecostal, I speak in tongues. There's no blood for the Pentecostal age no more. Well, we don't believe that. I know it. That's the reason the world is messed up. That's the reason they don't understand this message of the presence. The blood is only effectual in the revelation of what God is doing this morning. There is a light that is available to you and I, the living. We call it the bride. We call it the end time. We call it now. There is a revelation that is available to us to make a part of the body, which is the rapture, to be changed. And that element is basically essential for us to make it. If we miss the revelation of the rapture, you will go into the tribulation. Now that doesn't mean after a thousand years of the white throne judgment, you may, not, you may be allowed to enter into the kingdom. I'm not saying that. We're talking about the body of Christ that makes up the rapture or this bride church that's mentioned in the Bible. Every portion, every individual will receive a revelation for the hour in which they live. If they miss it, they miss it. And it is something that is not hid. It is something that is available and you can hear and is knowable. But you must apply your mind to it, apply your life to it, and walk in that revelation. And once you get it, Brother Bram will read it here in a few minutes, you'll be like Abraham. Nothing will change your mind concerning what you are born on. You know why? Because you are that word made flesh. And you cannot look in the mirror and say, that's not me. Like the little boy seeing himself in the mirror and said, Mommy, that's me. When we see this and who we are and what we are, no one will be able to convince you otherwise than you are sons and daughters of God. You must know that you are a part of the revelation. Therefore, you are and have your part in the rapture. Now, whether you live or die, you will live and die by one revelation of today, and that is the revelation of the rapture, which is the understanding that the presence or the perusia of Christ, God himself, is here, and he's here to raise the dead and to take us, the living, to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Outside of that, there's no blood, there's no life, there's no salvation. What does salvation mean? Deliverance. 
How could Brother Branham say nothing outside of this message that he is here will come to life? Because there was no blood to speak for anything else. Blood is life. That's when he preached the token. Blood is life. Life is light. And light is revelation of the presence or the, what God is doing today. Among us. All right. So it is only as he said to the elected. And we have no control over that. But it is very odd, as I said, who receives or who is ordained to miss and to hit and to receive. It's always unusual. The ones you think will make it is not there to hear it. And this faith comes by hearing. You will hear it. You will understand it. You will accept it. And it will become a part of you. And it will be your confession. Amen. Amen. So this morning we'll continue. Everybody's happy in the Lord. All that good news and everything else. Heard the, uh, I started to say young couples, but the middle-aged couples, I think, had their little retreat this week and, and uh, had a good time, I hear. Good food. Hear good reports. I'm the older people now, so I don't get the middle class or the young class. I'm just outclassed, I guess. But I am in a class. And that's what we're looking at. We're looking at the order of the rapture. There's an order to it. And we need to understand, but our main theme over all of this, which the rapture is the Word made flesh. There is a scripture in here, and this is what we're teaching on this morning in this subject. You are the rapture made flesh. This Word. That's what we're preaching. This is who we are. This is what we're born on. This is the revelation that we are made a part of the body of Christ. Outside of this revelation, you're not a part of it. So that's, that's, the, that's the point that we're looking at. Uh, so in 1 Timothy 2.5, many of you have heard this repetition and we go over and over it. If there's only one revelation left for us to make a part of the rapture, then what should we be preaching on consistently? The only place there's life is in the light. All right, I can show you by history. I can walk you up until 1965 when they made the transition. I've got to depart, but he will increase. But it's hard showing you from 65 to the present time when this one has increased. When is the one that's here declaring himself in the Perusia actually increases after the prophet left? How is he going to increase? You say, well, we're going to have more signs and more miracles than everybody. No, you're going to increase in the revelation of what he has done. See, if you go over to Ezekiel and study all that symbolism, wheel in a wheel and the four beasts and what more, which is actually Revelation chapter 4 and 5, you'll find out that the wheel in a wheel is the former and latter rain that Brother Bram says comes at the same time, which was his ministry. We know the latter rain was the first and second pull of manifestations, miracles, blinded eyes, open cripples, and everything else. Then you say, well, now then the, we're waiting for the uh, former rain. You say, well, we had the former rain. 
the former rain and the latter rain comes in the same season. In other words, the latter rain come before the former rain. Because the latter rain was the outpouring or the manifestation of the gifts. The former rain is the word or the teaching ministry of the same spirit or the same messenger that's there. That's the reason you had the first and second pull attracting all the attention. And then the opening of the seals, which was the third pull, where he basically brought you the former rain, which was the word in the same season. The same prophet brought us former and latter rain, and they both fell in the same season. People were waiting for something to happen that was greater than Pentecost. It's going on right now. This sermon this morning, the notes you got in your hand, I guarantee you the notes that you got in your hand, 99% of the theologians that's living today in the last 50 years do not understand what you hold in your hand this morning. Majority of the message people that believe that God said a prophet do not understand what you're holding in your hand this morning. Now, it is either a complete error and farce and we're all down the tube together, or it is the revelation and the mystery is the reason why you're separated from everybody else. Because if we receive the revelation, I'll guarantee you one thing, as Brother Brandon was scoffed at and the revelation he brought was scoffed at and they, he's criticized around the world, the people that receives it will also be ostracized and scoffed at the same way. Nobody has ever walked in the truth that was not ostracized, cast out, talked about, scorned and called a cult and everything else. If you're walking in the light, I guarantee you, you will only have fellowship with the other people that is walking in the same light. And God sent a prophet is not the light of, of right now. It was a part. The seals opened. That was a part. But what about the last, since 1965, when we hear what we say by ourselves, and the preachers have got a hold of it, what's went on? Not much. And the revelation of the rapture should have increased to where we should be ready now to be changed in an instant of time. What is necessary for us to be changed while we're alive? The revelation of the rapture. The revelation of it. Knowing you're a part of it. Knowing the order of it. Knowing what must come, what's going on, and what will be. You say, well, is that sufficient? It is important for the manifestation of it. Yes. Mechanics, confession, manifestation. So you'll understand it. You'll confess it before it happens. Amen. Follow me? All right. The reason why that we have trouble in the rapture message of Brother Branham, and he said, I'm going to preach you a strange message this morning. The rapture was not strange as far as language. I'm going to preach you a real strange sermon. What he's saying is, I'm going to preach to you the reality of truth, and it's going to seem strange to you. <laughs> you say, well, he didn't say that. He said, I'm going to preach you a real strange sermon this morning. In my understanding, he said, I'm going to preach to you the reality of the rapture, and it's going to seem strange to you because you have not heard it this way before. And furthermore, he said, I'm the only one that understands this interpretation of the Scripture. I have a unique revelation as God revealed it to me alone. And if you're going to get it, you're going to get it from me. Now, that sounds like a cult leader right out of the West. But that's exactly what Paul said. 
God give me the revelation. If you're going to get it, you've got to get it from me. So Brother Branham is saying, I have a revelation of God. Now then, before I go off the scene, because the rapture was the last doctrinal message that he preached, which was the essential element to finish up his whole ministry of the appearing of God himself here to catch us away, which is the rapture. There has to be God himself present to call for the resurrection of the sleeping saints to appear here among the living. And God has to be here in his supernatural power in the resurrection to take us up here to present us as trophies to his son, Jesus Christ, as a bride. Would you agree with that? We found out we cannot do it by ourselves. It will require God to do it. How is he going to do that? So we're looking at the order of the rapture this morning in 1 Timothy 2, 5. This is basic, but it's hard for the mind to grasp to most people. For remember, there is only one God. How many gods do we have? One. No matter how many they say one, two, or three, you have one God. No matter how many the Trinitarian, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Father, Son, you only have one God. Out of all these titles and offices, there's only one God. And you say, yeah, it's one God fulfilling them all like your finger. No, 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 no. There's only one God who fills the offices, but the Son that He created as a man was basically an office that God got into manifest Himself through, but the man was real. Jesus was a man. Amen. Because it says right here, and there's only one mediator. Now that's a mediator means somebody that stands between me and you or between me and something. There's a mediator. There's an individual over here that I either can't hear, can't get along with, or can't talk to. Or he has chose not to speak to me personally. But he assigns someone in between him to talk to me as his representation as a mediator. All right, this one that he has sent to talk to me, say as a representative, represents the one that he's representing. So whatever this one here tells me, I take it the same as the one that he's representing tells me. All right, that one representative, Jesus said, was him. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And remember, no man can get to the Father, which is God, except by me, the mediator, So if you're going to hear from God, you're going to hear it first from me. If you're going to get to God, you've got to accept me. Because there's no way to get to the Father except by me. All right. So there's only one mediator between God and men. Now why is he using this language, man, men? He's separating the spiritual from the physical. We are spirits in physical bodies. We have been born in sin by the fall. Therefore, we are mortal having sin in our bodies. And therefore, we are called man. Mortal man. When did Jesus become a mortal man? When the Spirit of God left him at the cross or in the Garden of Gethsemane. He went to Calvary as a man. What does it mean, man? 
He went there as a mortal, now becoming sin for us, that he could die. He could not die before that. Because he was not mortal man. Even though he was a man, he wasn't mortal. Mortal means ability to die. Immortal means that you can't die. That's the reason the tree of life was removed from Adam and Eve. Lest eating thereof, they would remain immortal in a mortal state. In other words, they would have been constantly in sin or the state they was in, but they would also be immortal. So God took the tree of life so they couldn't partake of that, and therefore they could die being mortal. So Jesus, when he becomes sin, he had no sin, but when he becomes sin with our sin, he become mortal. And what is the penalty for sin? Death. And this one man paid the price for every individual by the shedding of his created blood, making his blood the blood of God. In other words, the life in the blood was God himself. Because God created the blood cell. But see, now you've got God now with this unique sacrifice, this one-of-a-kind man called Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the Anointed One, or Jesus Christ. But he was a man, one unique man, not another one like him, and never will be another like him. You've got one God and one mediator between God and men, and he says, the man, Christ, Jesus. The man. Everybody say, the man. Amen. This is the little key that will open your mind, if you want it open, to the rapture. You have to be willing, able to separate God from the man. Why does most of the message people preach Jesus as God? Jesus is one like your finger. Why did they teach when he ascended on high? He evaporated. There's no man Jesus in heaven. That means, that according to that, we don't have a mediator. Then some of them got realized that, well, he's comatose. In other words, just a shell land up there representing the body that God used because God, he was God and God turned around and come back. Like Lee Vale would say, hogwash. That's, that's some kind of mental jumbo, whatever more. It's not in this Bible. Because my Bible said that he went upon the right hand of God, ever living to make intercession upon my confession that he was my sacrifice, my mediator, my intercessor. As long as he's there, I have a representation and a mediator between me and God. All right. So if there's only one God... I mean, he believes that now. One. Just one God. And he is spirit. If that one God come in the fullness of the pillar of fire, let's say in the fullness of God, one attribute of God, if that pillar of fire come this morning, you can see it, and come and lit upon me and deposit in me, and you knew I had the fullness of the Godhead bodily, I would be God to you. That's how Jesus was God. 
For in him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead, which is the Logos, pillar of fire, the representation of the invisible one, bodily. If that pillar of fire or that light left him, then he would remain what he was before a man. He had to die as a man. Why? Because one man put us in sin. It takes one man's sacrifice to get us out of sin. By the first Adam, we're all sold into sin. By the second Adam, Christ, we're all redeemed out of sin. Now then, the blood has covered humanity. Therefore, we're all free from the penalty of sin as long as there's blood speaking for us in the presence of God. He only hears your voice. Now, this is, this is basic teaching over and over. Watch. He only hears your voice. The blood speaks. But what if there's a time to where you have to be in a specific light or place for the blood to speak? Everything outside of the blood, then, is outside of the covering of Almighty God. Brother Branham said the Pentecostal age is over. In other words, the blood has already pulled every individual out of that age, put it in the grave, so to speak. Now then, he's dealing with this secret bride, this secret little group of the living to make up the final mind of Almighty God called the bride or the headship of Christ. We are a secret bride going in a secret rapture. But it is not a secret like no one can find it. It is simple as a nose on your face, but only a few will see themselves in the mirror to recognize it. Oh, that's my nose. Well, hallelujah. This is a rapture. Hallelujah. The rapture is one of the most joyous and exhilarating and exciting revelation that you will ever receive when it's life to you. Not a story, not a, a doctrine of maybe so down the road or what if or whatever more, but you are the rapture. Why? I have an understanding of the order of what God has done, is doing, and will do. You say, well, that helped me. That's the only thing that will help you. You say, well, that's just a knowledge. Well, praise God. What do you think Paul's talking about? That we should know this and know this and know this and know. It is a knowledge given by the opening of the seven seals to the very elected of this hour and no one else. What do you mean no one else? They won't have anything in here to draw the attention to it. They can sit and listen to it and listen to it. Oh, that's wonderful. What more? And go fishing. But Abraham didn't hear it and go fishing. Abraham heard it and believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. This is life to the portion that it is. In other words, you have found yourself when you find the revelation of the rapture. That makes you this scripture this morning in flesh. That's what we're trying to get across. Now, Psalms 110.1. Welcome Canada into the service this morning. Glad they're with us. 
Psalms 110.1, and those on the live stream that stand home from your church to hear this series, God bless you. Glad you're with us this morning. You'd be surprised how many misses their church on Sunday morning to watch these services because they're interested in the rapture, but the church they go to doesn't teach it, so they've got to stay home and listen. They should be in their home church. Exactly where they should. Well, wait a minute. They, what if they're not teaching? They still should be in their home church or change churches, one or the other. Because the eagles will be, look, if you go to Matthew, we could teach on this all day. You go to Matthew and Luke, eagles will be gathered where the carcass is, where the eagles will be gathered. There's two types of eagles on those scripture. One is tomau, one group will be gathered to a poison. There's the other is red, red meat, one will be gathered to life. So there's a message out here that where eagles are gathered to tomau, poison, off the word doctrine. They miss the Godhead, they miss the Perusian, they miss the present, they miss the seal, they miss the rapture. And there's one out here, they won't eat nothing but the rapture. That's all they'll eat. The Lord. Now, we could go into the technology. Adane, Adani, the Greek words are the uh, Hebrew words for these. Which there's two words where he said, the Lord said to my Lord. One Lord has one pronunciation, Adane. The other is Adana. One means God, Elohim, the Father. The other means a master, a teacher, or a leader. One is referred to over 3,000 times in Scripture as God. The other is referred to two or three times as representing God, which that's what Jesus done. So I don't care how you slice it. Psalms 110.1 is the key that interprets the New Testament relationship of Father and Son. The greatest argument in the message in the Christian world today is who is Jesus? Every Christmas you've got all these sermons of who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Oh, he's the second person into God. He's the third, on and on and on. Most of them say he's God. Every one of them calls him God. And he was God on one basis. Remember, Jesus of Nazareth was God on one basis. And that was when God indwelt him in fullness... For about 1260 days, 300, three and a half years to fulfill Daniel's 70th week or the first half of it. Amen. That God entered him at the river of Jordan. This is my beloved son in whom I'm pleased to dwell in. Yeah. Now then he was the tabernacle of God. In the garden, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? He leaves him in the garden so he can go to Calvary as a man as we said. For that period of time, from the river to the garden, he was God here, present with the people, manifesting or revealing himself in human flesh. Hallelujah. The revelation of Jesus, God being present in human flesh, was the rock or the revelation that Jesus started his church on. Let, wait a minute, let's just go ahead and read the rest of it. The Lord, said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. No matter how you slice it, you've got one Lord speaking to another Lord, or you've got one entity speaking to another entity. You've got two individual entities called he and him here. You can argue over who which is this one and which is this one, but you can't make the Lord said to my Lord one like your finger. Common language doesn't even, uh, wouldn't even cipher this out. I ask any oneness 
to interpret to me Psalms 110.1 and explain who Jesus said it was, who the New Testament and Paul said it was, who Peter said it was, whose brother Branham said it was, I think, about 16 or 17, almost 20 times. And those prophets and Jesus all said, that was Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said, this is me. Because he asked the question, whom was the Father speaking of when he said, the Lord said unto my Lord? And you'll read the scripture, he said, the scribes and Pharisees did not approach him any farther and ask him any more questions. Because if they answered that scripture, they would have to declare that he was the Christ, he was the anointed one, he was the Messiah that the one had promised to come. All right, that scripture is the key that unlocks us today the revelation of the rapture. You're not going to get it without placing this scripture in there. All right. Brother Branham also states, and we're backgrounding, Brother Branham states what? The rapture is a revelation that the bride was waiting for. All right, in other words, if I put it another way, the bride is waiting for the revelation of the rapture then. I'll read you the quote, and here's what he said. But to the church, I don't know if David we can put the quote up there or not. But to the church, look at it very carefully. This is in his rapture sermon. Remember, we could go over it and over it, and I know people don't like teaching, but the subjects and the illustrations he uses in his sermon is pertaining to the rapture. The rapture. Well, he talked about Moses. He talked about Elijah. He talked about everything is about the rapture. What is the New Testament about? The rapture. What's the kingdom about? The rapture. What's everything waiting on now? The rapture. What does it take to fulfill the rapture? A shout, a voice, a trump, a message, a resurrection, a catching away. It's all three points... Like, no, no, no. Boom, boom, boom. We've been, what, since 1933, June of 1933, when the pillar of fire first appeared to man. We'll read the quote to you. We've been in the rapture process since June of 1933. Here we are, what, 2019, I guess, what is it, 19? You say, that's a long time. How long is it to the Lord? Twinkle of an eye. What is a twinkle of an eye? A revelation that comes to the prophet. He sees something we don't see. Then it takes the intercessor to tell us what he saw. I see him, but you don't see him. I'm telling you what I see. Or right, if you believe me, you receive him. If you don't believe me, you don't get it. You say, well, that's a blunt. I don't like it that way. I know that's reading this done that way, I guess. But to the church, the bride. The rapture is a revelation to her. The rapture is a revelation to her. In other words, the rapture order is revealed to her. Now watch what I'm saying. The rapture order is revealed to her, which makes up the revelation of the rapture. If it takes Elijah, if it takes a message, if it takes a resurrection, a catching away, and a marriage supper, and two prophets to make up the rapture, then each one is a part or an order of the rapture. If you know the order of the rapture, and you say, well, that part's fulfilled, that part's fulfilled, that part's fulfilled, then the next part is what? Resurrection. There's nothing left 
before our catching away except the resurrection of the sleeping saints. And remember, shout, voice, trump. The shout is to the living us. The voice is to the sleeping. Something is going on on the other side while something is going on here with us. I've said before, the prophet is over there now. I wonder if he's just laying around taking a nap or is he talking? He'll always be a prophet. What if he's over there giving him the rest of the body or the rest of the age, the revelation that God is here giving to the living? Hello? He said, oh, they won't need nothing over there. They said they was waiting on that. He's going to come to you and judge you first. Then we'll go back and then we can eat. And the bride over there said, we're resting on that. So there's something going on with the sleeping group. At the same time, there's something going on with the living. I would say this, when the mechanics or the understanding, we call revelation, which is a rapture or faith, when the two groups hit the same understanding, they will be united like the head and the shoulder, the eye, the brain, whatever more. The whole body will be connected. That connection makes the electricity run from the last cell of the living all the way down to Paul that's been in the grave for 2,000 years. It gives a energy to the body of Christ, all seven joints, and they'll appear right here on earth in the presence of who? God Himself. How will He appear? In the flesh bodies of the body of Christ, you and I. Word will be made flesh. Watch. It's revealed to her. What's going to be revealed to her? The rapture. You say, yep, we're waiting for it. We're waiting for it. We just don't know how we're going to get out of here. Hallelujah. No, no, that's not what we're waiting on. We're waiting. At this moment, we was waiting on the prophet to give us the mystery of the coming of Christ under the seventh seal. Because the prophet said that the seventh seal was the coming of the Lord. And everybody said, yep, the seventh seal is not open because we don't understand the coming of the Lord. They, the coming of the Lord, he was standing right there. He's already, that coming of the Lord was past tense. That coming is Revelation 10, 1 to 7, called the appearing or the perusia of Christ. God in the appearing, which he has to come to appear that coming, that appearing that I call the presence of God has been history since 1933. And I'm looking for the second coming with Jesus back. But I also know that I have to be die. I have to be, if I die, I've got to be resurrected. But since I'm alive, I've got to look for a resurrection before I can be changed, before I can go to the marriage supper, before I can come back in the second coming. You and I, if being a part of Christ, when Jesus in the physical body comes back from heaven, you will come back with him. That's the second coming. Don't get all these other appearings, what God's doing down here, mixed up as that second coming. There's only two physical comings of Jesus. Easy to separate. Jesus come, died, took the Old Testament saints up in the physical bodies. Who is the King of glory? Let him enter in. He took the Old Testament saints up. 
Revelation 19, Jesus in the physical bodies, which is the New Testament, Old Testament, and 144,000 will come back. He goes up with the Old Testament in the physical bodies. He comes back in Revelation 19 in the physical body. That's the only two places that you've got to look. Well, what about all this where Brother Brown said Jesus is here, what more? That's what we're talking about. Which one of the Lord said unto my Lord, which Lord is here and which Lord is there and what Lord do we meet in the air? All right. The revelation, the true bride of Christ, will be waiting for that revelation of the rapture. What revelation? That's to be revealed by this sermon. Because he and he alone held the mystery and the key to the rapture. And I will say this, and he was absolutely true. Very few people has ever received his revelation of the rapture. There's always something they got to add to it. There's always something they got to question about it. There's something they always got to figure. They always got another quote. They always got it some way around the point that God himself is here. And they're looking for him to come. They're confusing the second coming of Jesus with the appearing of God himself. With a message through a prophet to get us in a resurrection and a rapture. The order of it. Now. It is a revelation, for the revelation is faith. You cannot have a revelation without it being faith. See, faith is a revelation because it's something that's revealed to you. It's not a mystery. It's something that the veil is taken off. The scriptures are laying right here in front of us. Every scholar, everybody else can read it, but it's still veiled. How, how can you read Psalms 100? The Lord said unto my Lord, sit thee on my right hand until I make all the enemies. It is very obvious that somebody's talking to Jesus. And Jesus is the one that sat at his right hand as a mediator. It's very obvious. And what, what's on their minds and eyes that said, no, 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 that, that can't be true. You're saying, Brother Greg, there's two lords. Well, read the scripture then. You tell me who the Lord said unto my, who is this? Did God say unto who? Who was he talking to? Was he talking to himself? Was he looking in a mirror? Well, you're saying there's two gods. No, you're the one that's making this Lord God. He is not God simply on the basis that God incarnated himself in him at the river of Jordan. Faith is something that's been revealed to you. Watch. Like it was to Abraham. How was it revealed to Abraham? God appeared. Everybody say appeared. He appeared. In other words, he come in a form. He become visual to the eye. He come to declare. He come with a message. He stood right there, talked to him, mouth to ear. He appeared. To appear, he had to become visual or he had to come into the presence of Abraham and told Abraham, you're going to be this, your father of many nations, da, da, da. Then Abraham believed what this one that appeared to him told him. That's the same thing we're doing. Brother Abraham said, see, he's here in a way that you don't recognize him. But now, if you're Abraham's seed, when he appears to you and tells you something, you're going to believe it and nothing's going to shake you from it. And if it's 25 years from now, you're still going to say, I am going into rapture. I am still a part of it because I'm a son and daughter of God. I have a revelation of the rapture. Why? God appeared to me and spoke to me, and I understand it. You say, oh, I can't be that way. Well, that's okay. It takes a simple person to get a simple revelation. Watch. 
Now faith, that's what faith is. Said like could that like Abraham that could call anything contrary to what had been revealed to him as though it wasn't so. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. When you understand the rapture, you'll understand the message because that's what the message is. The rapture is a shout, voice, and trump. The message is a part of it to reveal what the shout and trump and the message is all about. It's all the same thing. So I believe the message. Then you should have an understanding of the rapture. Because that's what the message is. The rapture. Faith, that's what faith is. Is the revelation of God. Watch now. And God is the Word. The church is built up on a revelation. Watch the whole entire body. Now he's telling us something. To me he's saying that each age has its revelation. And part. You go back to Ephesians 4. The whole body is made up of joints and whatever more. Every joint supplies its own food and to nourish that part of the body. So every joint. Which are seven joints in the body. Seven church ages. And we're the last group. We're at the end. It's over. All right, do we have a part? We have a unique part. Without our part, the rest of them are not going to come out here. They can't be made perfect without us or complete. So you and I, somebody alive, has to have a perfect understanding of the mechanics and revelation of the rapture. You will know what God has done. It's revealed to you and you will not hear and accept any other thing. You know why? As I said before... You are the manifestation of that word in flesh. How can you deny yourself? Like the Bible said, how can God deny himself? And you are a part of him. Brother Brown said, he can't no more deny you than he can deny himself because we're bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. So we need to understand when Brother Bram says that the bride is waiting for the revelation of the rapture, He goes to the fact that every age has its own message. Now watch the picture now. It's very simple once you catch the chronology of it. Every joint, every junction of the ages. All right. Serves as this a time, 1963, when the cloud appeared, which was the judge. The wig one. I don't know where we got. We had the picture. Most churches got a picture on the wall. I don't because of certain reasons. There's the wig one. Too much debate and argument over the picture in the clouds. What more? Brother Brown said, see, who was this one? He called uh, Brother Moore down in uh, Florida. said, who is this wig one in Revelation? He said, oh, that's in a glorified form. He said, I couldn't take that. All right, and then he referred to this cloud. See, it's the judge now with his wig on making him the judge. So this one that come with the cloud in Arizona got a picture of it. He said he come as judge seven angels now. Which represented the seven church age messengers. Which represented the seven spirits of Christ through the ages. Which was the Holy Spirit manifested in different parts. With different parts of his own revelation. Because each age received a part of the revelation of Jesus Christ. And the relationship between God and the Father. So the church ages was a sevenfold revelation of Jesus Christ. Now at the end time. He comes to bring that whole revelation to a unique group. Are are you following now? We've got to have a revelation of who we are called the rapture. 
because that's the only part of the word that still got life in it, which is light, that the blood will speak back to you that you are a part of. Then why can we have the Pentecostal meeting, speak in tongues, run out and go to the bar the next week and come back to church two weeks later, not knowing where you're in or out or whatever more? The blood's not talking for you. Once this revelation strikes your heart, meaning that the blood has identified that you're in the part of the book, there's nothing going to shake you out of it. And there's not going to be any doubt that you're in there. Because the open book come down here and call your name. He said, I didn't hear my name call. You're hearing it call this morning. Because a revelation which calls your name. Like he said over here, he said every church is built on it. Peter, who do you say that I am? Brother Bam goes into it. Peter, who do you say that I am? Well, some of them say out there, you're Elijah, you're Jeremiah, you're one of the prophets. He said, yeah, but who do you say that I am? Watch what Peter and Brother Bam was pointing to. Everything is about the rapture. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He identified Jesus in the light. Now, Brother Bam said, now who do you say that I am? Now he's bringing you from Jesus as the Lamb all the way over here in this hour. To Jesus as the Son of Man manifested in a prophet or the Word made flesh once again. Thou art the anointed one. You are Elijah. You are the vessel that God's using. You are Revelation 10.7. I have identified you. You are revealing the Son of Man. Amen. Now you got it right. Upon this rock. I'll build my church. Well, Brother Bram was a prophet. Hallelujah with the gift. No, no, no. He's not going to build a church on that rock. You are the one promised out in Revelation 10, 7 that the one comes down from heaven. You're 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. You're Luke 17, 30. You're Elijah of Malachi 4. You are the one that has a revelation of the rapture and nobody else has got it. Period. He said, now then, upon this rock I'll build my church. That's what the bride is birthed on. You said that makes us a cult. That makes us weird. You better believe that makes us weird. It puts us in a very, very small minority. But I'm glad to be weird this morning. Because we got enough weirdos out there saying if you don't believe in homosexuality, you don't marry our well, men and women in church, we're going to cut your tax exempt out. We're going to throw you in jail. We're going to bring persecution. They're out there giving voice to that spirit right now. They're telling you, the devil is telling you openly, I'm coming after you, you better get ready. You say, oh, that's politics, I don't have to worry about it. That's not politics, they're not talking about homosexuality and basically conservatives are Republicans. Conservatives are 99% Christians, capitalists are Christians, everybody else is some whatever more, whatever more. The devil is after it, he's coming after it, he's already given voice to that spirit. But thanks be to God for Trump, hallelujah, because he stands between us and the idiots. Come on. Because Mark 16, or uh, the mark of the beast has got to come into the fact, and he's the only one who says, I'm going to tell you what, if you don't do what we tell you, you can't go buy, you're not going to be able to sell. He's fulfilling Revelation 13. But remember, Revelation 14 and 17 says that Russia is going to bomb this one and take him out of the picture, and then they'll take over. Because remember, I'm going to get to it in a few minutes. When they kill those two prophets over there, it's all right if I preach like this, I'm on, time's on, I'm almost up. And I got, when they kill those two prophets, I want you to get it now. You're talking about the second coming of Christ. I know the preachers already wasn't on this, but second coming of Jesus. 
Two prophets lay in the streets. They kill them. Everybody sees them. The Bible says every eye sees them. That means there's a whole lot of people going on here. They rise up in the air. He said as they rise up in the air, here comes the bride. Revelation 19 coming back on white horses. And what does it say when he comes back? We're going to walk out and look everybody in the eyeball. The word's going to come out of our mouth and we'll destroy the nations. Who's doing that? You and I. Oh, when we come back, it's going to be raises and daisies and glory to God. I'm going to float around on a cloud and play the violin. Holy Jesus. Glory. I'm going to plant my little garden. When you come back, you're going to come back with fire in your eyes, a word in your mouth, a sword in your hand, and we're going to slay them and slay them and slay them. You're talking about a militant spirit. When the judge comes back, that spirit will make war with the nations. You and I is what's going to put these people under our feet. And we'll walk out on the ashes of the wicked, but who put them in ashes? We did. You say, well, I don't believe that. That's all right. That's all right. You don't have to believe it. You don't want to. That's fine. I just thought I'd throw that in there. We are trying to properly place, i got 15 minutes. We're trying to properly place the word in order in season. If I get it out of place, it won't work. If I get the head and the tail, it won't work. If I put it out of time, it won't work. If I'm preaching to you something now that's got to come or back yonder, it won't work. It's got to be like a combination. It's got to be right time, right season, right word. It's got to be put in order. It's got to two turns. Me and my wife, I think we spent about 30 minutes trying to get a safe open. We can remember the numbers, but we couldn't remember which way to turn it. Is it two turns to the right or is it two turns to the left? So we go right, turn one, go half turn, go back. Finally, we got the instructions. Finally we, want, finally, we go back to the bride. He said, no, it's shout. Elijah's got to come. He's got to bring a message. He's got to call me out. Then he's got to have a resurrection. Then I'm changed. Then I go to the marriage supper. Then I come back and kill all these guys. Oh, you said, that's middle. We should be sweet. Yeah, you're too sweet to be in the bride. Come on. You need to be sweet here while you're in flesh or they'll cut your throat off. But when we come back, we don't have to be that sweet. We're not going to be that sweet. I'm telling you that. Right now, just get it in your bones because you're not going to be that sweet. Everything that's down in here that you don't want to express, mm-hmm. our holy wrath gets to come out. We're a lamb, but then the hair on our back just stands up. We take the sword. We say, you believe that Trinitarian doctrine? Lord of God. Yeah, you said I was off the word. Here I am, bud. Let's talk about it. You said, oh, Brother Greg, you got, you got vengeance in the eyes. I got fire in the eyes. Yep, yeah, it's not this sweet lamb. I mean, we're not trying to beg you into serving Jesus no more. Come on. Appear, appearing. What does it mean? Another word for appear is to come into view, to emerge, issue forth, materialize, declare, to meet the eye, to begin to appear or develop. What does appearance mean, according to the uh, dictionary? To come or to be in sight, to be in view, to become visible, to come before the public. That's what appearing means, to come before the public. What did Brother Branham tell you that his message was? My message or my ministry is to declare, make public, come into view, declare him that he is here. Now, my question to you is this. Who is the him that he said he was here to declare? Come on now. That's what you got to answer. If you're one like your finger, you'll say Jesus and he's God. No, 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 no. Jesus, the glorified man, is sitting on the Father's throne right now. God, I'm going to prove to you the Bible. The God that was on the throne, when Jesus took the book and handed it to him, he loosed the seals, handed the open book to the Father. 
And that Lord on the throne comes down here, Revelation 10, 1, to Revelation 10, 7, to bring us the open book. Because in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout. That word shout is a command, and it is not the voice of the one giving the command. That makes the prophet actually the voice that you hear according to Revelation 10, 7. A prophet is the voice or the vocal cords of the Spirit of God bringing you forth a revelation. So the shout of 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 is a prophet or Brother Bram standing here telling you what he is here declaring the presence of Almighty God. He's here. All right, now then you're talking about the appearing, which is the rapture. Without the appearing, there's no rapture. We're not talking about the second coming of Jesus. Jesus never comes down here and picks us up. Jesus never comes down here and picks us up. God comes down here, prepares us as a chaste virgin, clothes us in righteousness, washes our robes, cleans us all up. And takes us up here in the atmosphere and presents us to Jesus, his son, as a prize, a virgin bride. Amen. Jesus does not come down here and get us. He does not come down here and say, oh, I'm, I heard a man preach the other day on TV. He said, oh, we're looking for the rapture. Praise God, Jesus is going to come down. He's going to get up here in the cloud. We're going to, he's going to say, come up here to me. And we're going to go, uh, 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 uh. and we're going, uh, somehow we're going to rise up, and we're going to jump up there, and we're going to leave the cars, going to crash the airplane. <laughs> Isn't that a bunch of whatever more, whatever. The Bible doesn't teach that. No more teaches that version of nothing. God, the invisible one, comes down here. He gets in a prophet, and he says, I'm here. We say, I don't see you. So he does a little miracle. I don't receive record. So he does more miracles. Then he signs the heart. He does everything. And finally he says, hey, I'm here. Here's the seals open. This is the rapture. You're it. And somehow somebody, we finally say, oh, I guess that's me. I get it. I get it. He's telling me I'm bride. Hallelujah. That's right. I don't mean to make fun of it, but how long are we going to take to say I am what he says that I am? That's the only salvation that's available to you. Look at it now. Your kids are not going to come in on John 3.16. They're going to come in and receive the revelation of the rapture or they're going to miss it. You say, oh, they're going, you say they're going to hell. I didn't say that. I said they won't make the rapture. I'm trying to get, uh, get across to you how you're going to get out of here without the tribulation. I don't think anyone in here willingly wants to go through the tribulation. If we're that mentally deficient, well, then we're in trouble, really. But when we get it so nonchalant that the revelation of the rapture doesn't do much for us, then there's something that's not quite right with our faith. What? Because we're not like Abraham. We can be talked out of it. Nah, you don't have to go. You don't have to get that stuff. Yeah. Watch. Brother Bram said, now the last commission he gave to his church just before he was received up into glory, he said, go ye into all the world. Uh, go ye into all the world. He had just risen from the dead. And many of them were sitting together. Watch now. And he upbraided them of the hardness of their heart because of their unbelief. That believed not them that had seen him after he was risen. Now remember the Bible is for today. Parallels. Alpha is omega. So let's bring it down to this morning. 
If you see the revelation of the rapture, you're sitting in the same condition right here, bearing witness to what you understand, what you've seen, what the scripture has been revealed to you. Well, let's just put it here and don't put it in emphasis. I'm standing here preaching you the understanding. You're sitting there listening. Okay, you say, well, I, I, don't, I don't get that. I don't see that. I won't. Then you're talking about right here, the Lord upbraiding for the hardness of the heart. Why? Uh, he was risen. In other words, I'm saying that he's here. The prophet said that he was here. They had the testimony that they had seen the Lord. How many have seen the Lord this morning? You've seen a picture of him. You've seen the ministry of him. We have seen the Lord working in our own life. We, we see him by eyes of understanding and faith. By faith, I see him. What? What? And the others didn't believe it. We've been preaching the perusia, the presence of the Lord for the rapture for 35 years, and you can't get five people hardly to believe what you're saying. They're not interested. I couldn't pay a man $1,000 to open this church and let me preach three, three sermons on the rapture. If I call up any preacher, I'll give you $1,000 if you let me come and preach three sermons on the rapture. They say, oh, we don't need that. Oh, no, Brother Greg, no, we're not here. We got, we got it. somebody come. We got some meeting going. No, no, no. They don't want to hear it. The world sure don't want to hear it. They turned it down years ago. I'm talking about those that was called out in the exodus. Called out in with the prophet. Heard the message. Eat the manna. They listened to the tapes and listened to the They eat the manna. And still didn't cross over. They still didn't believe it. Oh, we're, we're like grasshoppers. We, we can't do that. Oh, no, not me. Oh, how bad. Wicked me. Wicked me. Wicked you. Come on. Get out of your nonsense. A prophet of God is standing here telling you that you've never done it, that nothing's laid to your charge, and you're trying to argue with God how bad you are. Let me tell you, over, it's not your conduct. Get over it. Do we believe in good conduct? Absolutely. But if you was a legalist to the ninth degree, you couldn't live holy enough and legal enough to make it. It takes a revelation of who you are to make it. Your conduct is not going to put you in the body of Christ. That doesn't mean you go out and get drunk and whatever more and say, I got it, I got it. I'm telling you, it is not conduct. It is a revelation of the rapture. That's what identifies who you are. That's the reason I don't stress conduct. I don't want your mind over here. Well, I got to do this. I got to keep baby. Oh, if I don't, oh, I'm back. Oh, I got to go though. No, no, no. I'm trying to tell you who you are. There's no sin laid to your charge under the light. When you walk in the light as he is in the light, how can darkness get to you? How can sin get to you? How can anything be laid to the charge of God's elect? There's no charge laid to you, period. That makes an old man feel young again. Watch now. And the others didn't believe it. And he upbraided them because of the hardness of the heart. They didn't believe these people who had seen that he was not dead. What's he talking about? The rapture. He's talking about the appearing. Watch. He's alive. Same thing today when you see his work. What do you mean his work? See his signs. See him discerning. Thus saith the Lord. See the ministry, see the gift work. Now, we have already seen, watch, don't miss this, I made, my time's run out. We have already seen and are, are witnessing the appearing of the Lord. Seen and are witnessing the appearing of the Lord. The appearing of the Lord is the rapture. That's not the second coming, that's the rapture. I'm warning this way so you can separate it. 
The appearing must come before the second coming. So we're looking at order. There had to be an appearing before there's a coming. There's got to be an appearing of God Himself to get this group together, this bride together, to rise and take it up to the Lord in the air, which is Jesus. So the appearing is the rapture. The appearing is what? A coming to the visible, to be declared, to materialize, to see, to have his picture taken with thus saith the Lord, with infallible proofs, by working miracles, discerning of the heart. He makes himself known. He has been declared. He doesn't have to do it over and over and over. He has to only do it to prove one time that he is here. And the elect, like Abraham says, if he never says another word, I believe that he's here. I do not have to have God play yo-yo and pull rabbits out of hat over and over to prove to me that he's still God. He done it one time. I believe it. I confess it. And he's still here. Man, that makes it, when I look at that clock, I just getting faster and faster. What? Don't miss this now. Now remember, appearing and coming is two different words. It's two different events. It's what he's trying to tell you. It's two different things in Scripture. It's two different events in order of God's plan. To appear. How many is getting this? Are you following? To appear and then to come. To appear is first Thessalonians 4, 16. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. That means to appear. To come is Revelation 19 when he comes back in white horses to destroy the nations and put everybody in ashes after two prophets have called out 144,000. 1260 days between the catching away and the second coming of Jesus the Messiah. If you want to get technical, when two prophets come down, who comes down with them? The same pillar of fire comes down with these two prophets that come down with one prophet. So the two prophets bringing seven thunders, the trumpets to Israel is the same as the, this one prophet bringing seven seals to the bride. Who's here? God in the form of a pillar of fire. Who will be with the two prophets? God in the pillar of fire. Will there be a resurrection? Uh, yeah, they'll change from the creeds into the, into the revelation of Jesus Christ. They'll take him as an atonement. Will there be a rapture? Yes, the Old Testament saints go up somehow in another dimension because they come back with us as servants to the bride. Over and over and over the same plan. Watch. Appearing and coming is two different words. To appear and then to come. He's got to appear before the second coming. Now is the appearing. Now is the appearing. This is 1962. He started in 1933 of June 1933 before the public. Brother Brown said he had come to me before that, but this is the first time he came in the public. I'll read it next real quick. He's appearing in his church in the form of the Holy Spirit, pillar of fire. Showing that it's him. Which him? He, him. Lord said to my Lord. Which Lord? Which him? Which he is he talking about? Because people cannot do these things that you see the Holy Spirit doing. In other words, it's not a man. It's God himself doing these things. So that's the appearing of the Lord. The appearing is the rapture. It's not the second coming. It's the rapture. Now remember, it spoke of both places. Appearing. 
which is basically making visible are the Phaneru or the Epiphania, the shining forward, and the revelation, the Perusia of Christ's presence, and the second coming, physical Jesus. It's very, very simple. Watch now. In 1962, we're at the West Coast. In other words, it's gone as far as it's going to go. The light goes all the way to the West, and then it turns right to the East. And the S-O-N is appearing before His coming. The Son is appearing before His coming. The S-O-N. In other words, there's a revelation of the Son of Man, which is Jesus. That the Father comes down here and through a prophet reveals to us or the ministry of the Son of Man. He duplicates the very ministry of Jesus 2,000 years ago. He brings forth the Messiah ministry again to the Gentiles. No one but the Gentiles. Brother Brown said try to take it to Israel, but he's forbidden to take the sign back to Israel. Karen, you want to come with close. Watch. He said, if I show Israel this sign, they'll accept it. He had his scripture mixed up. It looked like he thought he was Revelation 11. One of the two witnesses. Brother said, oh, i got to go back. And I, I stopped in Cairo over there on his way to the Jews now. If those Jews had seen that sign, they would have accepted it. God stopped him. Don't go any farther. This is not Revelation 11. This is Malachi 4. This is Luke 17, 30. Your ministry is to turn the Gentile hearts. I will send Moses and Elijah to get to the 144,000. They won't receive anyone outside of being a Jew. Are, are you following now? And Brother Man said, now this sign... Remember, appearing and coming, two different words. He's appearing now in the church, showing himself alive after 2,000 years. Sirs, we would see Jesus. How are you going to see Jesus? Now remember, both has the same name. I know it's confusing. But the name of the Father and the name of the Son is Jesus. We would see Jesus. How are you going to see Jesus? You're going to see him as the Holy Ghost manifest himself in and through flesh. Through a man. Appearing. I have to get this in there. Forgive me for being too long. When you get old, it takes a lot of wind to get this far. Brother, I said, ah, let's sing my good old baptismal song this morning. One that we were singing the first time that the angel of the Lord. Are you reading it for me? Maybe you can put that up there. The first time that the angel of the Lord there ever appeared before man in his presence. I wish Brother Bam would talk good English. Then it would be easier to understand. He's saying now the first time that the angel of the Lord. Now to me, everybody says, see, that was the angel of the Lord. That wasn't God. That was an angel. I've heard a three-hour sermon one night on who this angel was. Mighty angel, glorious angel, powerful angel, healing angel. He was every kind of angel you can think of, but he didn't get it right. This is Revelation 10.1. This is God himself. All right, God is his own messenger. The messenger and the message is one. Oh, you say, God can't be his own messenger. He is and he was. If I was saying this, because I want everybody to know that I was somebody special. The first time that this pillar of fire, (laughs) that I'm saying that it's here, ever appeared before man in his presence. In other words, this is the first time the pillar of fire 
ever appeared in his presence to man. This is the first time that he ever appeared in the form of a pillar of fire to you publicly. Look, I'm not uh, Biden, the President Biden, bless his heart. See, we believe the truth no matter what the facts are. Well, <laughs> I believe the facts that brings me to the truth no matter what that is. The fact of the matter is, this was not done like the Democrats in a secret closet over here telling us what somebody said. This was in the public in the Ohio River, and there was hundreds and hundreds of people there. And they visibly saw this light. Oh, you said that's in Bible days, Lord God. No. It happened. It was put in the paper. Strange light appears over Baptist preacher while he was baptizing in the Ohio River. What was this light? Brothers and my ministry declared to you that he is here. And the voice spoke out of this light. And they heard it as a thunder, what more. But sister media heard it. That you are Elijah. I'll read it as he said it right here. As John was fore, sent to forerun the first coming of Christ. That was Jesus in a physical body. Your message, the shout of 1 Thessalonians 4.16 will forerun the second coming of Christ. Second coming is Revelation 19 with physical glorified bodies with him. Then who is this one that's here called the appearing or the rapture? Let's stand this morning. I can't get it going any farther. I, I, I've got a tendency to just go back and stop and start where I started because this is essential. You're not going to just say, oh, yeah, Brother Greg preached something on the rapture. Uh, yeah, it sounded pretty good. I think I got it. I'm going. No, you're not. This needs to be as part of you as much as you know your five fingers is on your hand. Someone tells you what is the rapture, first thing out of your mouth is 1 Thessalonians 4, 16, the Lord should descend from heaven with a shout, voice under trump, and he's already had the, I've got the message that he's here, and now I'm looking for the resurrection. And you're looking at the rapture. I've got the revelation of the rapture. I'm Abraham's seed, I got it, I believe God. You're looking at me. I am the rapture in flesh. How can you say that? Because I've got the mechanics. I understand it. I've got the knowledge of God being here. He is here. If I use Perusia, that shouldn't stumble us. If I'm telling you that God himself is here, the prophet said, he is here. And he proved it. I believe he's here and I don't have to prove it. I just believe it is here. But if I believe he's here and confess that he's here, Mark 16 said he would prove it. These signs shall follow those that believe the gospel. And the gospel today is what? The rapture. Amen. The gospel today is the revelation of the rapture. He said, when I was baptizing my 17th person under this witness, and you know the rest of the story. And when I was standing there baptizing the 17th person, a light come down from heaven, shining down above there like a star falling from the heaven. A voice said, as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, your message shall forerun his second coming into all the world that this day this scripture is fulfilled. Therefore, the appearing 
is going on now and what is the appearing all about. It is the sign. What was the sign of the appearing? The prophet. What was the prophet? It was a sign of the soon coming, a resurrection, catching away, and the second coming. The prophet had to come with a message before the second coming of Jesus. And we will not go through the tribulation. That should make a Baptist shout, praise God. It should cause a Pentecostal to speak in tongues. It should cause a message person to burn up the building. I'm not going into the tribulation. Hallelujah. That ought to bring a rest to your soul, a joy to your heart. It should take all this depression away, all this worry away. Don't worry about losing your money. It's all going to burn. People's worried about getting it. I'm not worried about getting it. I'm not even worried about losing it. I'm worried about one thing. Make sure every scripture is in order that I get out of here. When he leaves, I'm going with him. That should be your only thoughts. Is the rapture. Am I in the rapture? Am I in the revelation of this hour? Do I know that I'm bride? Do I know that I'm a child of God? Do I know that I'm walking in the light? Do I feel and know that the blood is speaking for me? That's what you should know. Before the second coming, and you will note now, the message will forerun the second coming of Christ. And we found that the second coming, I said in my notes, is Revelation chapter 19, where he comes back with his armies, which is the bride clothed in white raiment, riding upon white horses, which represents war. Because if we had time to go over there, at the second coming of Jesus now. So the second coming precedes this great judgment of the Lamb. Fire comes out of his mouth. You say, well, then the atomic bomb's falling. Yep, but that's not all of it. In all that chaos, there was still somebody here killing Christians. Because they just got through wiping out the two prophets. Because the prophets called down stones and stoned Americans, stoned the harlot with 100-pound stones out of heaven. Called plague, stopped the heavens. Fires, fires everywhere. No rain. Rivers went dry. No wonder they killed them two, uh, two guys over there. If I thought, well, this guy's holding up the water, he's holding up the food, he's, calling, he's having stones fall on me, uh, let's get rid of these two guys, and, and we'll get out of none of this judgment. The Bible said people will shake their fist at God and curse God and everything else. He said they'll rise up and shake the dust off their, off their clothes. I guess they got on robes just like they used to. They'll shake the dust off of it, and they'll see them rise up. Now, you think Matrix was a movie, you ought to watch these two guys. Hallelujah. You got these supernatural heroes rise up. These guys are just going to rise up and they just keep out on going. Hallelujah. And then when they look up, there comes a big rolling clouds in. You know what them clouds are? They're not storm. They're storm clouds, all right. But they're witnesses in white robes. Because the Bible said, as you see him go and he send up in the clouds with the Old Testament saints. Come on. He shall come again also in clouds. Which will be the old New, Te uh, New Testament saints with 144,000. And we're going to come back as a mighty army. The word of God. The king of kings the Lord of lords. And he's going to come back with a sword in his mouth. And we're going to destroy the remnant that's left up on the earth. Amen. And walk out of the ashes of the wicked. I hope we get to burn that Vatican. Satan's house down. Praise God. And every church that was a hearted church. Destroy the whole thing. Wipe the whole system out. 
You said, boy, that's awful mean. The Bible calls them adulterers, whoremongers, sorcerers, and everything else. Oh, well, they were good people. They, I'm not talking about good people. I'm talking about being on the Word and off the Word. Everything off of the Word will burn. He grounded it one time, except a few, but now he's going to burn it, except a few. He's going to clean the earth off this time. After a thousand years, he's going to clean the earth off. He's going to clean the atmosphere off. He's going to clean the core off. He's going to clean it all and create new heavens and new earth. He gets rid of the old thing once and for all, period. He's done with it. Finished. I can't imagine living with the Lord a thousand years, ruling and reigning with him on earth, and then have to deal with a bunch of serpent seed coming up at the end of the thousand years, and they rise up to come and charge the, the throne of Almighty God to try to overcome us. I'll have enough knowledge in, praise God, they better watch the word coming out of our mouth in. Yes, sir. You say, we mean we're going to have to fight the devil? Yes, sir, you're going to fight every one of them. And then we're going to turn around and judge everybody that comes out of the resurrection. And most of them, you'll say, into the lake, into the lake, into the lake you go. You say, and you won't be crying, oh, I feel sorry for that, into the lake. No, into the lake, bud, into the lake, bud. Don't let this get a spirit on you now. See, you can get a military spirit on you. But it's coming. This is what the Bible teaches. It's coming. You're going to have a backbone that's un unbelievable. You're going to make a stand for the word that we won't make a stand for now. You know, they went to the lion's den. They went to martyrs and everything else for a stand that Jesus died on Calvary. We're going to make a stand that we are the bride. This is the word. And every dot and every tittle will rule with a reign of iron. That means every word will be in its order and its place. Amen. No substitute and no guessing here and there. Amen. Amen. Take up your cross. And follow Jesus.